It's Film Festival Radio, the show where superstars and future stars happily coexist together. And now, here's your host, Janice Malone. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Film Festival Radio Show. Glad you could join us. And always, thank you for joining us on this really hot, sizzling day here. It's almost everywhere. Every part of the country, it is sizzling. Oh, my goodness. But hey, that's a part of why summer is summer. And let's just sizzle on here. Well, listen, to further speak of sizzling and hot and all of that, that's what our guests are for this edition of the show. We have some guys, they're all guys. We have, we've got big, strong, handsome, smart guys here, and they're here to tell us their stories. And we also have to further speak of guys who are smart and handsome and just cool. We've got our buddy Chris Woolsey, Senior Director of Communications for Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment, and he's going to be joining us to tell us about what is hot at Redbox for the month of July in the world of film and all of their fine titles and film and television and movies and all of that great stuff. Chris is just a walking encyclopedia, Google. Uh, I guess we don't say encyclopedia anymore. I think we have to say Google. Okay, Chris is a walking Google uh, of information about everything that is movies, films, and televisions and such. And to further speak of guests who have a lot to say and they're hot with their careers and such, we have not one, but we have two of the contestants of the semifinals for NBC's American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, season 15. The semifinals are rolling on. And so for today's show, we have the weatherman, Joe Moravsky. Oh, my God. Joe has been on Ninja Warrior for, I think he started in 2010, I I could have that wrong. I think he's been on 10 seasons, but we'll ask him more about that. But does it matter? Because Joe, the weatherman, is still competing. He's in the semifinals, and we'll be talking to him. And in addition to Joe Morovsky, the weatherman, we have another ninja warrior, Vance Walker. Did you guys see the show last Monday? Vance was in action and he was the second, only two people hit the buzzer and Vance was one of them. And we are talking to him. What a story he has to tell. My God, this young man uh, born with cerebral palsy was told that he would never be able to play sports, barely even walk. And he has defied the odds. He was a champion on America's Ninja Warrior Jr. and then went on to the adult uh, level. He's still only 18, but he is making a name for himself and the fans just love him. So he not only made it to, to uh, the semifinals, he not only was the second person to ring the buzzer, but he did so in record time. Yeah, I think he finished like 20 seconds early or something like that. And it's just a great story, just a great feel-good story. So our two Ninja Warriors and Chris Woolsey from Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment, they will all be joining us on this edition of Film Festival Radio Show. And if we have time, we're going to sneak in some auditions there for you. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with quick break, just a little quick one. And then we'll be right back with more of Film Festival Radio Show. Hang on and we'll be right back. Film Festival Radio with Janice Malone will be right back after this. All right, we are back. And I have the auditions that I promised. I always deliver. I deliver on my promises here. Let's talk about these auditions here. Let me get to them. Here we go. Okay. Do you love the band, the rock iconic band, Metallica? 
Yes, that Metallica. If you are a longtime diehard Metallica fan, if Metallica and their music just really impacted your life, whether it was in college or out of college, did you, or, or middle school, high school, wherever, did you have Metallica music during your wedding or your reception, or, or while you are cutting the grass, cutting the lawn? I mean, if you are just Metallica all the way, if you are the ultimate Metallica fan, or you know someone who are the Metallica junkies. Listen up. There is a, the, the producers, they are creating and working on a documentary about Metallica, and they are looking for people from all walks of life, whether you are a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, or you're a retired person, or whatever it is you do. Or maybe you are, you don't do anything. You just love Metallica and you really love them. Well, you are welcomed and encouraged to reach out to see if you are selected to be in this documentary film. Yeah, they're not kidding. So what you need to do is go to this website. It's called MetallicaFanDoc.castingCrane.com. Pretty easy. Metallica, F-A-N, doc, D-O-C, dot, castingcrane.com. And there you will find all of the information that you need to know, uh, what they're looking for, how to f- do what they want you to do. I know I'm sure it's, it's usually online video at first, and then they take it from there. So let everybody know if they are Metallica fans, this is your opportunity. That's it. Okay, one more here. If you are a fan of Jeopardy, if you're that smart, I never have been. I can I can usually answer. I think the most uh, one time I did really well for me at least. It was five answers that I did correctly. So if but but maybe you're better. If you are a fan of Jeopardy and you are smart and you know you're you know you know Jeopardy they're just smart people and you get to share the stage with the legendary Alex Trebek once um held it down okay okay take two all right so if you are a fan this is our second audition by the way if you are a big fan of Jeopardy and you love this show and you are smart because you know Jeopardy doesn't kid around about the smart stuff. You think you can ha- handle it. You've got what it takes to, to audition for Jeopardy and share the stage with the legendary great Alex Trebek did. So this is your opportunity. Now, if you want to try it for Jeopardy, maybe you know someone who wants to try it for Jeopardy, the email they got a test for you. It's not hard. I'm like, you know, if you're smart, it's not hard. But anyway, the website is jeopardy.com forward slash mark anytime dash test, T-E-S-T. That's, that's where you go get all the information. Once again, that's jeopardy.com, the forward slash mark anytime dash, you know, the dash symbol, T-E-S-T. And there you will find all of the information as to how you can try out for the first stage to be on Jeopardy. And you never know, you might get selected. You just might get selected. You never know. And if you do, make sure you let me know, info at filmfestivalradio.com. Okay, those are our auditions for this week. When we come back, we will have our buddy, Chris Woolsey from Chicken Soup of the Soul Entertainment to tell us what's hot at Redbox for the month of July. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, listeners. We have our resident experts on everything that is cool, hip, and just groovy uh, from Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment. We're talking about, of course, Chris Woolsey, who is their Senior Director of Communications. Chris, tell us, it's hot outside, but what's hot at Redbox? Well, Janet, thank you so much for having me. It's been too long since we've talked, but I would probably say that tomorrow, even. 
uh, mm -hmm. because just a day without talking to you is too long in my book. Oh, but. see, <laughs> that's why we love you around here so much, Chris. You're just so cool. It's just so cool. Well, well speaking of cool and what is hot, mm -hmm. uh, since it is hot out right now, um, especially where you are, um, we want to give you more excuses to stay indoors, yes. enjoy the AC, yeah. and watch some cool hits on Redbox this month. So we've got a ton of great stuff. Okay. Um, kind of a grab bag with um, Redbox in terms of genres. So there's something for everyone. But um, some of my favorites, um, we have a really fun rom-com called wedding days and this is starring jason biggs who you might remember from american pie yes and isla fisher from wedding crashers it's a super cute movie so jason biggs plays this guy proposes to his uh girlfriend who then unfortunately passes away almost immediately oh, and no. he, he just he gets completely thrown and uh, he's just down in the dumps, obviously, understandably. And he's got this buddy who will not leave him alone. He's constantly uh, harassing him to try to get him to get back out into the into the dating world. And he doesn't want to. He's just, you know, he wants to, to mourn this loss and doesn't think it's appropriate. And so he and his buddy are at this restaurant one day. And the, the guy's writing him and writing him. And finally, he's like, Fine, just to get you off my back. And the waitress comes walking up to the table and Jason Biggs proposes to the waitress who <laughs> it ends up is having the worst day of her life. And the idea, the, the crazy idea that this good look, young, good looking guy in her restaurant wants to marry her sounds pretty good to her. And so she accepts and freaks out in the middle of the restaurant about how she's going to get married now. And she is like a dog with a bone. She will not let it go. And it is hysterical. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That sounds like such a fun storyline. Yeah, wedding days. Yeah, check that out if you want. Just like a, a fun, lighthearted uh, uh, rom-com. Yes. This is definitely, this is definitely, uh, it, was a, it was a hidden gem. And uh, I was super, super happy with it. Oh, yeah. This is one of those fun ones. Uh, and you know what? In today's crazy society, that could really happen. It really could. Right. Especially, totally. Especially what we see on TikTok and Instagram. Yeah, that could happen. I, I can see that. Exactly. Yep. And speaking of uh, happened, we've got a ridiculously star-studded film. Uh, so we have one called What Just Happened. Mm -hmm. And this is uh, starring Rob De Niro. And uh, this came out in 2008, and he plays a uh, film producer, and it's basically just two weeks in the, the life of a high-pressure film producer. But it is loaded with stars. I mean, it is, it is absurd. Uh, I'm not going to go through the whole list because we don't have time, okay. but uh, John Turturro, Stanley Tucci, mm. Sean Penn, Catherine Keener, Bruce Willis, wow. Robin Wright, the list goes on and literally on and on and on. There's like 30 stars in this film, oh and they're goodness. all playing themselves um, and sort of uh, sort of extra versions of themselves. <laughs> um, Bruce Willis is hysterical. Um, it's a it's a great movie. Um, it was it was kind of an indie darling, mm -hmm. um, but people who like to kind of get a peek behind the curtain. Uh, at Hollywood are going to love this one. So what just happened? Uh, yeah, check that one out. Uh, you know, and in light of what's going on, of course, in Hollywood, these dual strikes here, you know, we might want to see something kind of lighthearted about Hollywood. Oh, <laughs> yes, executive-wise. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You know, yes, absolutely. I, I, I am a longtime De Niro fan, as so many of us are. I don't remember this one. Maybe I'm Getting old and don't can't go back to 2008 or something. Well, you and I are in the same camp because when this came across my desk, I was like, wait a minute, what? How? I, I, I see everything he does. I yeah. watch him do toothpaste commercials. Like, <laughs> oh, how did I not see this movie? So, yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, I will check it out because I always check out all of your suggestions. I usually start checking them out later that day. 
<laughs> so by the weekend, awesome. I catch up. I really do. I really do. So who, who uh-huh. else? That means so much. Yeah, and who else do you do you suggest? Um, so kind of uh, another one that is really uh, prescient in terms of the current news cycles is uh, an Ed Harris film we have called Frontera. And this is really interesting because the whole movie is uh, sort of around the question of immigration. So he plays a former Arizona uh, sheriff whose wife is killed on their ranch um, in Arizona. And uh, it looks as if there's an immigrant who was involved in it. And so the wheels of justice start turning and this uh, immigrant is uh, sort of going through uh, the court process. And as this is happening, Ed Harris, who is is no friend to immigrants in the beginning of this film, starts to learn information about the details of the investigation. And it, it comes to his attention that this guy didn't do it. And as much as he wants someone to be prosecuted for the death of his wife, he he comes to uh, a decision that he he will not stand by and let someone get railroaded for this crime. And um, it's uh, also starring Eva Longoria, whose performance is spectacular. And one of my favorite character actors, Michael Pena, uh, who's just an Ant-Man and has been in a million, uh, he's a brilliant character actor, but uh, the performances are stellar. And again, um, it it really just speaks to so much of what's going on right now yes. um, with all the immigration issues in this country. Um, I just thought it was it was very interesting because uh, this is uh, this film was was came out you know well before uh, all the hoopla about um, immigration, although that's always been a subject in this country's uh, news cycles. So very oh, yeah. interesting film. And Ed Harris, I mean, oh my goodness. Please. So good. I was, I'm trying to get my son to watch uh, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross with me, which is one of my absolute favorite Harris movies. Oh, you're going to have to bribe him to get him to watch it. He's got to see it. He just got to see it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's another one that's star studded. Oh, yeah. Stuff. Another fishing trip or something, and I'll get him to watch it. <laughs> there you go. We just went on a fishing trip this last week and caught a hammerhead shark. I he was so it. excited. Oh, my gosh. I saw it on your Facebook page. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's just amazing. Both of you have got that gift for fishing, I see. Well, we have a love. I don't know about a gift for <laughs> it, but uh, every once in a while we get lucky. Well, now, I, I saw on um, the Redbox website there, John Wick Chapter 4. You guys have that now. Yes. Um, so yeah, you can, you can, um, you know, with, with Redbox before it comes out into DVD, a lot of times you can do, uh, advanced screenings of things that are either, uh, just out of theaters and in some cases are, are even still in the theaters. So there's all kinds of films, uh, that you can watch, uh, you can stream from Redbox, uh, before they're available anywhere else, which is uh, so awesome, uh, even before they're you know available on on Prime or any of the uh, the larger platforms. So Redbox has a ton and uh, new ones every week. So yeah, make sure and and check back and um, you can get the scoop on all your neighbors on on the latest hits if you if you missed them in the theaters. Oh yeah, it kind of makes you feel like a real VIP to have that yep, early advantage. Sure. <laughs> Well, anybody else at Redbox that we need to be aware of that you suggest? Sure. We, you know, we just got done talking about uh, the deserts of of Arizona. Yeah. We've got a, a, a fun little horror film if anybody's looking for a, uh, a jump scare or two. And this is uh, Desert Shadows. And it's starring Mitch Pileggi from X-Files, which was one of my all-time favorite shows. And uh, Julianne Prescott from the Amityville Harvest, as well as Bill Farmer from Space Jam. And this one's really good. Like a lot of good horror films, the the monster in this film is almost just like a drop to amplify all of the human relationships in the film. So it's about two brothers. One of them is kind of a loser. The other one's always taking care of the other. And they go on this hunting trip, trying to mend their relationship. And while they're out in the desert on this hunting trip, they quickly come to understand that the hunters have actually become the prey. And uh, they've got to learn how to get along uh, 
to get along, if you know what I mean, yes. in order to survive um, while this this uh, anomalous cryptid uh, out in the shadows is trying to hunt them down. It's really good. Um, and it, it's doing extremely well for us right now. So the, the feedback has been phenomenal. Oh, I, I, I love the storyline already. Because, you know, as you know, most John was like that. They usually happen where it's like thick forestry and woods and creepy yeah. but in the desert that's a different spin yeah totally. really, really totally. different oh yeah gotta watch now it. speaking of camping uh <laughs> if you're looking for some giggles we've got a great comedy uh called nature uh nature calls and this is starring Patton Oswalt, who's uh, one of my absolute favorite performers in the world, uh, was in Ratatouille and uh, like a billion other things. Um, Johnny Knoxville, who's uh, on the show Jackass, of course, mm -hmm. and uh, Rob Riggle uh, from yes. The Daily Show, yes. uh, who's actually a friend of mine. I uh, hung out with him the other night. Yes. He is the greatest guy. Yeah. And No way. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, yeah, he I mean? lives in he lives just a, uh, a town over, and we've got a mutual friend, and um, hang out the other night. He is hysterical in this film. So Pat Oswalt plays this like kind of buttoned up Boy Scout leader who uh, wants to take this Boy Scout troop out into the woods, obviously into a Boy Scout out. And Johnny Knoxville plays his idiot brother, and who should have no part in chaperoning children anywhere, <laughs> let alone out in the woods. And uh, Rob Riggle is like this loose cannon uh, moron friend of theirs. And it is hysterical. I was, I, I, I think I injured myself laughing. Um, it's really funny. It's, it's basically, if you like Will Ferrell films, yes. you're going to love this one. Um, so it's a lot of dumb humor. Uh, but really, really uh, huge belly laughs. Oh, my God. I got to see this. I see, Chris, I, I, another one of those really cool in the life of Chris stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, I, get to, I get to hang out with some pretty amazing people. You do. You do. You, you grew up, either grew up with them or you hang out with these the coolest, most fun people. And I just think, you need to do your auto bio for your next book. All your cool <laughs> friends, all your cool friends and such. This is so much fun. But I'm going to look at this one as well. I'm going to get scared from the previous movie, and then I'll calm back down with this one. There you go. That's what I'll yep. do. As so, I said, it's, it's a grab bag, and we've got something for everyone this month, but tons of tons of great stuff as always you guys definitely do so okay that is what's hot at red box and as always chris we thank you and we will see you next week on the next episode of just what's cool and what's happening and what's hip in the world of film movies of course tv at chicken soup for the soul entertainment okay we'll talk to you next week take care bye-bye To, to have you on board here, Vance. We saw you in action, as I said, uh, Monday night. Um, and I mean, not only were you in action, you finished everything 20 seconds faster than your competitor there. H how do you do that? What's on your mind? What are you talking? What are you thinking about? Um, I'm just thinking about the poor solo sign. It's, it's very scary being able to be on like with all the cameras and uh super super hard course there was only two finishers that night so it was very very challenging and i'm just thinking of the best moves to make on every single obstacle and how to clear it just the best way possible and you not only did you finish uh, like you said as we all saw only two finishers for for uh, monday night but you finished as the top male ninja of the night so not only are you back in winning form you are at the top of your game vance congratulations on that thank you i appreciate that okay so so vance when you first found out that the mago warp wall was going to be just a little bit taller than usual. What was your first reaction? 
Uh, my first reaction was I'm still going for it, and I, I was actually pretty happy that I made it because I uh, I got it in my rookie season, and I'm one of the one of the best competitors at that specific obstacle. So I was I was happy that they made the change. The part that I wasn't happy about was the time limit that they made to get there because I didn't end up making it, but. I was definitely happy they raised it. <laughs> well, you nailed it. Well, other than the Mega Warp Wall, what other obstacle was really, as they say, kind of eating in your craw that you could have done without that gave you some problems? Um, that balance obstacle was definitely scary for me. They always have a uh, agility obstacle you have to run across during the course, and the one that they had for my specific night was definitely. The least favorite one that I've ever had to do, especially because on the first obstacle, I smacked my knee. Yes. I was already struggling to put press. Like, the so running across that balance obstacle was, was very terrifying. Yeah, when you when you uh, hit your knee, I got scared for you. Were you in any pain, or were you just going so fast you didn't even think about it? Um, I didn't really notice it until about halfway through the course. When I got to the balance obstacle, that's when I started to feel it. And then when I got to the fifth obstacle, that's when I like really started being in pain. But luckily, it didn't like full on hurt until after the course in the general and went off a little bit. So how's your knee doing now? It's fine now. I, I couldn't put pressure on it for like a week or two, but after that, it's been it's been great. Oh, that's good. So with no injury, it's that good. Very good to hear. So, okay, all right. You know, as we all know, uh, we first met you back in twenty one. You were just just a sixteen years old at the time, and your story is so unique because you were diagnosed as a baby with cerebral palsy. When did it first hit you that you wanted to compete for probably, I think Ninja Warrior is tougher than the NFL and hockey and all that. I mean, when did you first get the buzz yeah. that you wanted to do this crazy stuff? Yeah, so uh, my family moved to Atlanta when I was 10 years old for my dad's business. And uh, there, was a, there was a Ninja Warrior gym 10 minutes away from our house. And I saw that there was a summer camp there, so I went to just try it out. And me and my neighbor went, and we just thought it was the most fun, cool thing in the world. We had been training ever since then, and we saw that there was a TV show. We saw a bunch of competitors on there, and we were like, we're, we're doing this one day. And luckily, he was able to be on all three seasons of American Ninja Warrior Jr., and I've been able to be on Ninja Warrior Jr. and now the big show. So we've kept up with it, and I'm definitely happy that I made that choice. Well, you're very entertaining, uh as all of you competitors, but I think your story is just so unique because you're such a great role model for viewers out there who may, yeah, you really are who, you know, maybe they were born with some type of, uh, you know, whether it's cerebral palsy or muscular dystrophy or whatever it is. And you are living proof that with hard work and belief and determination, look at you now, you're on the most difficult sports show I've ever seen in my whole life. Uh, yeah. yeah, really. Oh, my God. I But I love the show. I've watched it and been a fan of the show long before Matt Eisman and all of them were even there. I loved him in their yeah. first host and such as that. So, okay, you and the rest of the gang are in the semifinals. It, it rolls on. Um, so what, you know, what are you doing to, are you, are you still practicing? Or are you just mentally focused or what's going on with you? Oh, yeah. So, uh, semifinals this year is actually going to be racing. It's the first time they're introducing head to head courses on American Ninja Warrior. So it's very similar to American Ninja Warrior Junior. They had us racing on there too. So, yeah, we've just been doing a lot of, a lot of speed courses. There's a side by side section in the gym that I train at. So we've been doing a lot of head to head races on there. Just training to be as fast as we possibly can because we're going to be racing against other ninjas in the semifinals. So we've been doing a lot of, a lot of speed training and just, confidence racing you get somebody else too oh goodness so the the work continues you, yeah like that can definitely I definitely understand that so okay so when when the season uh is you know in between seasons i should say so what is your life like between seasons of ninja warrior um very relaxed for me right after right after it's done filming because we spend the whole entire year training for the one opportunity that we have. It's not like other sports where there's games year round. There's just the show once a year and then the whole entire rest of the season is just spent 
training to make sure you do the best you possibly can in that one opportunity. So I spend probably nine or ten months out of the year just training as hard as I possibly can and strict dieting, making sure I'm fully prepared. And then those like one or two months after Vegas, I'll be I'll be eating whatever I want to and, and chilling out a lot more. But that that, uh, that in season training is very very intense. So what are a couple of your favorite uh, pig out foods when you're not training? Uh, when I'm not training, I'm a big uh, ice cream guy. Love ice cream. Ooh. I'll do some. I'll do a bunch of cookies, donuts, mac and cheese, just anything that anything that tastes good that I force myself <laughs> to not eat during the during the season. Well, you're only 18, and you've got that, uh, you know, Adonis-style body, so I'm sure you burn it off in, like, two seconds, <laughs> so you don't have to worry about it. Uh, well, finally, Vance, yeah, what are some things, and I can only imagine it's many, but just give us a couple of things of how all of this notoriety and publicity, how has it impacted your life on some really cool ways? Yeah, it's been really awesome, especially since American Ninja Warrior Junior aired. I've been I've been recognized in like anywhere public that I go. I've been not super often, but when I'm in public, there'll be people that recognize me from the show, they'll ask for pictures, autographs, that kind of thing. But the best impact that it's had is just being able to travel and go to all of these cool places because there's competitions all over the country, and luckily I have a supportive family that lets me go wherever I want to. So if there's a big competition, say, in Colorado, I'll be able to mm -hmm. go and visit and just visit all these really cool places that I wouldn't have been able to otherwise. I know you're still quite young, but uh, have you thought about, you know, would you like to one day, you know, like uh, Joe Morofsky and so many others, also become a coach, a Ninja Warrior coach in the immediate future? Or have you thought that far ahead yet? Um, I'm doing a little bit of coaching right now. I coach some of the kids at the gym that I train at, but I don't like, I don't coach full time just yet. That's definitely one of the future plans, but right now I'm definitely putting my full focus in training and doing the best that I can. Okay. And finally, how can people reach you and say hello to you, cheer you on? What are your social media handles? Uh, everybody can follow me on Instagram at Vance underscore Walker underscore A-N-W. That's, that's the main thing that I use. I'm on TikTok and YouTube, too. I don't use TikTok too much, but my YouTube channel, Vance Walker Ninja Warrior, and Instagram, Vance Walker A-N-W, are the two main ones that I use. Okay. Well said. Well, we will be cheering you on, Vance. I just love your story. I really love you, and I'm so proud of you. And so uh, we'll see you on the next edition of American Ninja Warrior. So have a great rest of the week. All right. Thank you. Uh, okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. We are back. Listen, if you saw American Ninja Warrior this uh, earlier this week, you already know Vance Walker. He did the thing. He was the second uh, person to hit the buzzer, did it in record time, 20 seconds faster than his uh, competitor there, Mr. Drake. There's a reason that Vance Walker calls himself Mr. Perfect. Uh, he was a champion on American Ninja Warrior Jr. as well. And what makes his unique, his story even more unique is that uh, Vance was born with cerebral palsy and was told that he would never walk uh, or compete on sports, any of that. But he is defying all the odds. Not only is he competing and walking and leaping over walls, he's an American Ninja Warrior. So I had the opportunity to chat with him yesterday. So let's take a listen to Vance Walker from American Ninja Warrior as he rolls into the uh, last round of the semifinals. So let's take a listen. Okay, we are back here. I thought we were going to have more time to uh, share an audition or two with you, but that's not the case. We'll make up for it next show. But right now, I want to introduce you to a young man who really needs no intro. He is Joe Morovsky, the weatherman on American Ninja Warrior. Joe has been competing on the show 
this is season 15. I think Joe started in season five. And so he and the rest of the American Ninja Warriors will be in action again Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern and Pacific time right here on NBC. And uh, I had the opportunity to chat with Joe yesterday in between all of the busyness that he's doing, competing. He's being, he's a real life uh, weatherman at Channel 12 back in his home state in Connecticut there. But he does so many other things uh, in competition and he's very popular. And he is one of my favorite competitors on American Ninja Warriors. So let's roll it with my chat with the weatherman, Joe Morovsky from American Ninja Warrior. Let's roll it. All right, Janice, you have Joe on the line. Well, good afternoon, Joe. Hello, hello. Well, this is a real treat for me, Joe, because I am such a longtime fan, not only of American Ninja Warrior, but also for you as well. You're one of my favorite competitors on the show, so I'm so Uh happy to chat with you. Thank you. That's awesome. Well, okay. Here we are, Joe. You are in the rest of your fellow competitors, Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern and Pacific time. Qualifying continues. You are in the quali- one of the qualifiers. So you've been doing this since season five. We're at season 15. Is this getting any easier or is it more? What is it doing for you nowadays? Um a great question you know i don't i don't it's getting easier only because i'm getting stronger i'm i'm more used to uh what to expect things of that nature um but you know the obstacles are getting harder and the competition itself the competitors are getting smarter and stronger as well so you know it is tough um but you know i i do feel more confident stronger than ever before so that's always the goal you know so for this season, for season 15, I see that uh, the mega warp wall is even taller, is growing up here. And so how, what, what particular obstacle is bugging you this season? What particular obstacle? What was that? Wh- which particular obstacle is, is really bugging you and getting on your nerves for this season? Oh, I mean, the warped wall is always, um, <laughs> you know, the... The most challenging one, especially me, at six inches higher. You know, going into qualifiers, I was frustrated already. Um, but you know, it is what it is, and it's just six inches higher, right? Yeah. Um, but obviously, the obstacle I fell on um, on Monday that was that was frustrating. You know, that um, backwards move is, is very tough, and uh, you know, if you, if you don't just get it perfect. You make that mistake, you fall in the water, and it just happens that fast, you know? So what do you think about the, the new uh, head-to-head runoff races? I like it. I think it's a good equalizer, you know, because this sport is all about, you know, trying to challenge every bit of you, right? It's, it's about testing your agility, testing your strength, testing your endurance. Uh, testing your just abilities all around, you know. So to have a race, it's now testing your ability to stay cool under like some pretty substantial pressure, and having to put the envelope. You know what I mean? And I like that because I'm good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, traditionally, that is. so I have no issue with it. I was excited when I heard about it because I thought it was going to be very much catered to my strength. Um, but I mean, we still have to see now the course is, uh, that semifinals course yet to be seen. So we'll see. Well, as everyone knows, you are also known as the weatherman and you are still holding it down as the weatherman in your city there in, in the Connecticut area, channel 12. Uh, so when you're out, when you're out in, in the world with your family, are you more, known as the weatherman or known as the ninja warrior champion contestant (laughs) (laughs) that's funny because you know when people recognize me on public the first thing they they end up saying and this i would say this is true about 75 percent of the time is they don't say hey it's joe moronsky they end up saying hey it's the weatherman (laughs) 
Um, but I, I don't think it has to do with my time at U12. I really do think it's just the nickname that has stuck with me for all these years. You know, it's so unique. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's just kind of it's funny, right? Because my first time show, people thought that it was just going to be another novelty act, some funny, you know, news guy coming on and, you know, the host, Matt Osborne, all like poke fun at me and then we'll see you later. You know, but I was a very serious athlete and I think that's what caught everyone off guard. I'm sure even the producer. Um, and that's kind of why I think I've been invited back year after year because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm relatively relatable, right? Just, I was a normal guy with a, a regular job. Well, maybe not so regular of a job, but, you know, just, you know, I wasn't really a, a ninja like all these other people. Uh, and I kind of just came on <clears throat> onto the scene and uh, surprised everybody. So I think the weatherman nickname is just, uh, unfortunately, I think who I'm going to be for the rest of my life. Is I'm always going to be known as the weatherman, which is fine. There are worse things to be to be called. Oh yeah, for sure. Is this a good title? Is it, well, have you have your yeah. your success with Ninja Warrior? Have you inspired and motivated other TV weathermen across the country? <clears throat> you know what? I have got I have received messages from you know college kids that are like, oh, I, I love the show, and I'm going to be a meteorologist too. You know, it's so cool that we're doing the same thing. So I'm sure I brought more attention to what a weatherman really does. Um, but who knows? I, I've got such amazing fans, and I've had people reach out to me from all walks of life telling me either, you know, I inspired them to get up off the couch or I inspired them to change their life in some way. And I think that's so cool and so um, amazing to hear because, you know, in those moments where, let's say, I'm not sure if I'm going to come back, whether it's due to, you know, just the stresses of competing or maybe it's just, you know, I've been doing it 10 years. I've thought about maybe it's time, you know. But then I, I remember those those times I've met people that I, I've just changed their lives in some way. And it's just too great of a, a thing to let go at this point, especially since I'm at the top of my game. You know what I mean? There's not many athletes that walk away at the, at the very top. They try to run it out as long as they can while they're up there. So I feel like I'm still among some of the top uh, in the sport. And I, I just, as long as I have the ability to continue, I don't see why I can stop. Oh, I agree. Totally agree with you on that one. So, okay. Okay. Sure. As you said, you've been doing this for 10 seasons. So far, what's been your most challenging season of comp- competition on this show? Oh, by far, season eight. Um, because season eight was the first year I had a, my, my first child, uh, Emily, and I just, my body did not know how to handle kids. You know, I remember we had her in December. I competed on the show in March and it was just like, it was awful. I, I didn't know how to manage my sleep. I didn't know how to manage, uh, staying awake when I had to stay awake. It was just so rough. And I remember getting to the Vegas finals and I actually beat state one and it was shocked. Because I was so tired that I felt like I was sleeping through the whole course. And I got to the end, I hit the buzzer, and I ended up walking over to the edge of the platform looking down at the water. And I just sat down. I remember sitting down, looking down, and just laughing. Because I was like, I can't believe I just beat that course in this mental state that I'm in right now. And I just, I think I even laid down after that. I put my head back and laid down on the platform. It was hilarious. So that was, that was by far the, the hardest season for me. Uh, and then, you know, uh, continuing that trend, every year after that I had a child, it was also a very difficult year because, of, you know, adding more responsibility to my life uh, and, and things of that nature on top of the sleep of deprivation, it's rough. Um, but now, hey, I'm working. I'm almost three years into having our final child and I'm managing sleep and everything very well. I feel like I'm back and better than ever. And it's going to be about not making mistakes. Well, you're showing the world you are better than ever. So, okay, now how does this work, Joe? Okay, this, when, whenever the season is over, you you are all in addition to being the weatherman, you're also uh, a parkour coach, gymnastic coach at Stanford Ninja Academy. How do you have time? What is your training schedule like for Ninja Warrior? Well, that's the nice thing about 
<clears throat> you know, working in a gym, right? I, I've temporarily walked away from the meteorology. I'm, I'm full-time managing a gym in Stanford, Connecticut, Stanford Ninja Academy. And, you know, because of that, I'm able to train at night. So when I'm done working, I know it's, it's tough, you know, to work all day and then to have to save some energy to train at night. It's tough. Um, but fortunately, I have an incredible uh, business partner and, and owner of the gym, Tom, who has pretty much agreed to let me train with the adult sessions at night. Uh, so when what ends up happening is at 7.30 when we have our adults come in, uh, I'm obviously working. I'm on the clock. I'm, I'm monitoring and coaching adults that come in, but I'm also allowed to train. And so it kind of builds two birds with one stone, right? I'm able to train but at the same time, inspire the adults around me and sometimes demotivate because I'm doing some things that they're like, how is he doing this? So they're just sitting there with their mouths open like, okay, well, I can't do that. Which is fine, though. You know, sometimes we need somebody to push ourselves. And uh, I've, I've been in the gym where I'm the best, and then I've been in the gym where I'm not the best. And uh, to be on both sides of it, it's always better to have somebody to look up to than it is to be at the top. Um, because to be the one to have to push yourself it's sometimes really hard to do. You know, I try to think about, uh, you know, some of these pro basketball players or football players or baseball players, you know, when they're at the top of the game and let's say they're, they're better than the teammates around them. Sometimes you need somebody better than you to push you. Right. And so uh, it, it gets tough. Uh, thankfully, I would say I'm not the best at the gym. It depends on the week, I suppose. Um, but it's nice because we have a good balance of talent in the gym. And uh, like I said, Tom, the owner, is just he's incredibly gracious and great and uh, just a great um, partner to to allow me to do what I do. And finally, uh, American Ninja Warrior now has these youngsters, these little whippersnappers, fifteen years old. Uh, probably were in pam- pampers when you first started in season five. So, what's it like competing with these these kids? I mean, just like I said, it's great because. A lot of the 30-year-olds that were on the show 10 years ago when they were in their 20s like I was, you know, they, they've moved on. You know, they have decided, you know what, this is not for me anymore. Maybe they just can't keep up. And that's fine. I understand that. You know, I've been in a good position where I'm able to, uh, you know, continue training, like I said, with my, um, my business situation. So having these teenagers come up, it's actually been a blessing. Sure, it's tough because they're so incredible. Uh, and they make this, they, they've raised the bar yes. so much. Um, I'm talking like from what we used to do back in season five, season six, we're doing things probably twice as hard now. I would honestly say it's twice as difficult as it used to be um, back, you know, when I first started. So for them to raise the bar that much, I've had to push myself beyond what I thought I can do as well. Um, but, you know, that's, that's the nice thing about this sport. You have people that are always pushing you. And, and so I enjoy their presence. I enjoy the athleticism and the talent I bring to the show and to the sport. And I'm thankful because without them, I, you know, I, I said this all the time to Jay, because when Jay was, Jay was training with me at the gym prior to going to college, um, you know, I was like, Jay, without you, man, I don't know if I'd be able to train just on my own. I don't have the motivation anymore to just get up and do the pull-ups I have to do or or get up and do the course runs that I have to do to be successful in the show. So to have these guys training with me uh, is a huge uh, perk, huge perk. Well, all of you competitors, you make it look easy. I know it's not. And you guys really make it so entertaining. Again, American Ninja Warrior remains as one of my favorite athletic competition shows. And Joe, it's, it's people like you that keep me and others, millions of others watching you all of you. And so you'll be in action again, again, Monday night, July 17th, 8 p.m. Eastern and Pacific on NBC, American Ninja Warrior. And I also want to tell everybody, Joe, tell everybody about your website and where they can get gear and all of that information about you. Well, I kept it nice and simple, although my last name is not the easiest to spell, uh, but it's just my first and last name, Joe Morofsky, uh, dot com. You can find me on Instagram, the same, you know, Joe Morofsky. Same thing with uh, Twitter and TikTok and Facebook, all of Joe Morofsky. So it's all in one spot. My first and last name, super easy, super easy. 
And you got some really good looking t-shirts, by the way, on their website for people who are really into t-shirts. Thank like you. Me. So <laughs> the new design this year, new design. Oh, they're, it's, it's awesome. Really cool. Because I'm a real t-shirt person. So I think I'm going to place an order. Yeah, got to. You're the best. I knew I liked you. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, again, we'll see you in action Monday night on, um, I wish I could say it the way uh, the announcer, on America's Ninja Warrior. <laughs> On American Ninja Warrior. That's it. That's it. So, <laughs> so thank you. We'll see you Monday night. All right. Thank you so much. You're the best. Okay. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio. With your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com. Well, thank you so much, Joe Morovsky, the weatherman. From American Ninja Warrior. You know, I have been a fan of that show ever since really season one. That was long before Akbar and Matt Eisman and everybody joined them. They had a whole different uh, guy. I, I don't even remember his name, but for those of you who go way back with the show like I do, you remember that. But anyway, uh, the guys will be in, and the girls and ladies, I should say, will be in action again uh, for Monday, July 24th on NBC, of course. And the semifinals continue on all the way down to the last drop, which will take place here in Vegas, of course. Can't wait, cannot wait to see it all. So we'll see who will prevail. So listen, that's going to do it for this edition of Film Festival Radio Show. I want to thank my guest from America. Ninja Warrior, and of course, our good buddy, Chris Wolsey from Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment. And all of you listeners, of course, want to thank you for always listening and supporting us. Info at filmfestivalradio.com is how you can reach us. Make sure you try to take advantage of those auditions if you can. It's, you know, just right from your home. Just pull out the phone and do what you do at best. Okay. We'll see you guys next show and have a real safe and uh, fun-filled day and weekend. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com. Ooh.